This episode is brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital. Your path to financial freedom and stability through multifamily syndications begins with Premier Ridge Capital. Visit our website at www.premierridgecapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and get your free ebook today. Learn the secrets of multifamily investing and how Premier Ridge Capital can be your partner in achieving financial peace of mind. AI could disrupt the job market. First Republic Bank finally collapsed and lift employees to return to the office. All of these in this week's weekly business brief. According to the stack, artificial intelligence and other economic drivers will result in 83 million job losses over the next five years amid structural labor market churn, according to the World Economic Forum's new future jobs report. The shift means that 44% of workers' skills will be disrupted in the next five years, WEF starkly suggesting in the 296-page report that generative AI models are likely to continue shaping sectorial shifts in employment. Okay, the fastest declining roles are clerical secretarial roles, the report says. Traditional back office roles that the rise in, in, to AI means are rapidly being automated. An example of this week's IBM, where CEO Arvind Krishna told reporters that of his 26 thousand staff working in the back office functions, quote, quote, I could easily see 30% of that getting replaced by AI and automation over the next five-year period. IBM cut approximately 5,000 roles this year, but created 7,000 new roles in Q1. So guys, what does this mean if you're in one of these occupations, right? These back office, like you said, secretarial jobs, as this report is saying. I think that it's important for us as human beings to reinvent ourselves. If you're in one of these roles that could be potentially threatened by AI, you need to start considering how you can reinvent yourself and create new skills for yourself so that you become valuable in the market. And AI is here. It's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. It's up to us to figure out a way on how we can use AIs to get what we want. In other news, the collapse of the First Republic Bank reported by the Financial Times. The banking crisis of 2023 has claimed its largest U.S. victim to date. First Republic Bank, the deal regulators orchestrated in the early hours of Monday for J.P. Morgan Chase to acquire the California's lender assets and deposits in perhaps the best outcome that might have been expected in the circumstances. Sharing First Republic's loan losses with J.P. Morgan will limit the cost to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation to $13 billion. Yet, the failure of the bank was on the surface highly successful and not engaged in obviously risky activities is alarming. It underlines the need for all stakeholders in the banking system, investors, managers, boards, regulators to find the flexible and imaginative ways to spot risk that may bubble up suddenly from changes in the trading environment. What First Republic shared with Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, which failed in March, was a business model that did not adapt well to rising interest rate. Yet, while SVV's problems was its stock of mortgage bonds and treasuries, First Republic's issues were more in its loan portfolio, which is model of providing cheap mortgages to wealthy customers left it sitting on large paper losses on his mortgage book when rates rapidly 
climb. On the funding side, customers also began demanding higher deposit rates to keep their money at the bank. First Republic was more diversified than SVB's heavily tech sector dominated client base. The bank was facing a couple of years of poor earnings, but might well have survived had it not suffered a run on its deposits. Guys, this is a big deal. We are seeing some of the, I'm, I'm comparing this to 2008 and the fact, not exactly, but in 2008, we had a lot of bank failures due to subprime. This time around, we're having bank failures due to rapidly raising interest rates. And yet banks are failing as well. The challenge here that I see is that we're now creating a bigger monster with J.P. Morgan Chase, the biggest banker in the country. And now they're just absorbing more and more banks and is giving them more and more more power. And that creates a problem in the capitalism when they have a problem in the future, if they should have a problem now, it's going to be on the taxpayer's dime to bail them out, as it already is. But now we become, they're too big to fail. It becomes more of that mantra, you're too big to fail. We got to bail them out because it impacts and hurts more working class Americans. This just creates a problem down the road. And I don't have the answer to what the solution to that situation is. But what I can say is that allowing the largest bank in our country to continue to buy more banks could be a problem. They could become bullies. They could dominate market share. And it just can create a major, major problem down in the future. Lastly, Lyft CEO tells employees they must return to the office. This guy's sounding like Twitter CEO Elon Musk when he said everyone must come back or you get or you go home when he bought Twitter. CNN reports that Lyft's new CEO, David Reicher announced another change for the rideshare company. Workers will soon have to return to the office. Lyft did not comment on the specifics of the plan, but the New York Times reported Reicher informed employees they would be required to return to the office at least three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays beginning after Labor Day. In an interview with the newspaper, Reicher suggested remote work had isolated employees from each other, adding there's a real feeling of satisfaction that comes from working together at a whiteboard on a problem. I totally agree with you, Reicher. I'm, I'm one of those guys that needs to be around other people. I think human beings, when we're a collective in a collective environment, human-to-human interaction, nothing can replace that. It's a polar switch up from this previous policy. Last month, the ride-sharing company announced it would become a fully flexible workspace, giving its employees a choice of where to work and live while strongly supporting in-person team gatherings. The announcement about returning to the office came a day a day after Lyft said in the SEC filing it would cut 1,072 employees or 26% of its workforce and eliminating 250 open positions. Reicher said Lyft would significantly reduce its workforce last week, adding the layoffs were aimed at making Lyft a faster, flatter company where everyone is closer to our riders and drivers, according to an internal memo. And this has been your weekly business brief. I'll see you guys next week. And remember to like and subscribe to keep up with the latest business updates. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Peace. And that wraps up another episode of Wealthy AF brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital, where multifamily real estate syndications meet premier success. Your future starts here. 
visit us at premierridgecapital.com for more details.